Welcome to Eternal Elements Learning Podcast brought to you by Chessa Online. These podcasts are a part of the audio certificate programs on Chessa Online. You're free to take these podcasts on your desired portal also, should you only wish to learn on the go. Thank you so much for engaging on these podcasts. And you can connect with the author on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Hi, welcome back. This is Nikit Karasgi on Eternal Elements brought to you by Tessa Online. I love knowledge. I love management. And we're talking about business excellence. We're talking about organizational excellence and how can we get into the process unless we understand how organizations have evolved over a period of time. So long, long, long back when there was this movement of scientific uh, theory, when Frederick Taylor was actually talking about efficiencies, we were talking about classical organizations. These organizations were highly rigid organizations, which considered an organization to be a machine and people to be components of the machine. And therefore, every focus was on primarily ensuring that people become more efficient. Now, how do you make people efficient? So it talks about six pillars. So therefore, if people become efficient, the organization becomes efficient. And the six pillars were, you do division of labor, which means what every person has given us, has been given a specific function, specific work design, and they practice, 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 and become more and more and more efficient. That's the classic theory of division of labor. The departmentalization. So what happens in departmentalization? There are functional departments, which again specialize, and they keep improving, they keep improving, and therefore overall efficiency of the organization also improves. There is coordination for sure through processes, and again, the focus is on efficiency of the processes. There's a scalar chain, that means there's a hierarchy in the organization, there's a boss, there's a subordinate, and everybody knows whom they're supposed to talk to, whom they're supposed to interact with, and the process does not allow you anything informal. Everything is formal, and there are functional processes which are tightly controlled. There's an organization structure. And the organization structure is an overall logical arrangement of functions and uh, the scalar chain that we just talked about. And therefore, the sixth pillar is it also has a span of control where the number of functions that subordinates and the bosses will have are controlled again through a rigid process. And therefore, if you put all that together, that's how decision making and remedial actions actually are taken. It doesn't promote informal system. It's rigid. People are not the focus and therefore the organization does not focus on behaviors. And I've been talking about this, that ultimately in the 21st century, behaviors are the core. So as organizations move from production era into era where consumers started becoming more important, because when you overproduce and if there are no consumers taking it, it's a problem. And therefore, efficiency uh, starts faltering. And therefore, now what you have to do is you have to start focusing on altering your organization. And therefore, the modern organization theory, which came in around 60s, it started considering an organization as a system. A system which is operating either in a controlled environment, not interacting with the environment outside, or it's an open system which is interacting with the environment outside. But how can we ever have a system that doesn't interact with the environment outside? And therefore, the modern organization theory said that an organization is a complex whole. 
The complex whole is a combination of things which are the subsystems which are interrelated with each other. And thus, the whole is more than the sum of the parts. That means when the systems are working together, they actually deliver much more than an organization would ideally deliver. And therefore, some of parts, uh, you know, actually tend to be smaller than what the organization ultimately delivers. Yeah, we have open system and closed system and open system interacts with the environment and a closed system doesn't interact with the environment well a lot of times you could have a research organization which is operating in a highly controlled environment but how can a research organization also not deal with an environment of the day you could have been insulated in the production era but you can't be insulated now as the world is becoming global the world is becoming digital so therefore the evolution of the modern theory also started happening and we will talk about that the modern theory primarily comprises of an input, transformation of the input into an output and a feedback process, which is typically the operations theory. Its main parts are primarily individuals in an organization, a formal organization structure, but it also emphasized on an informal organization. And that's where the evolution of the organizational excellence started happening. There are status and roles and there are physical settings or the work environments that are set for individuals and uh, the functions to operate. There are interconnections between the subsystems. What are these interconnections? There's a lot of communication happening. The decision making is based on rewards and demands and the roles of the people. And there is an emphasis on maintaining a balance. That means you want to ensure that the entire system keeps operating in a state of harmony. But then what happened? What happened was the formal structures started creating their own inefficiencies. There were joint accountabilities that started coming in. There were overlaps in the work, work functions that started happening. And therefore, even the modern theory started collapsing. And then came the new era that we are in today, where we started moving uh, into the neoclassical organizations. And now we also have digital organizations, which are a modifier of neoclassical organizations. So what are the neoclassical organizations? I'm going to talk about digital organizations in my subsequent podcast, but I'm going to end with neoclassical organizations because 21st century is also about neoclassical organizations. It talks about an informal organization, which is based on the behavior theory, where human relationships are supposed to be the drivers of the organization. It says an organization is a social system. It talks about the bipolarity of an organization. It says that there's an informal system in a formal process. So we're not discounting a formal structure, which the modern theory talked about. But we're saying that there's a lot of emphasis in the informal structure. Don't we see organizations of today focusing so much on informal structure? Human beings are interdependent. It also says that motivation comprises of various variables. It does. Value systems, the rewards, uh, the recognition, the fame, you know. Yeah, different people have different complex mechanisms of getting motivated. It also says humans are not always rational. It also says that organization and individual goals are in conflict. So when we're going to get into corporate governance in the next season, we will talk about the agency theory. But in most or, or I think in all organizations, organization and, and individual goals are in conflict. And therefore, there's a lot of focus on bringing teamwork into play in neoclassical organizations. I talked about teamwork. You can't order teamwork. People have to work together and solve problems. And therefore, the informal network actually helps build a lot of teamwork. It promotes flat structures, which is good. 
It promotes decentralization. Therefore, it talks about autonomy and empowerment. It also talks about satisfying social and psychological needs of people uh, because ultimately human beings are social organisms, right? And therefore, the informal structure of the organization becomes so relevant. The problem with the neoclassical structure is there are so many variations to neoclassical structures and you can't have a neoclassical structure for an individual situation. You can't say that my organization operates in this situation and that's the structure I'm going to have because the environment is evolving so fast. We are operating in a VUCA world. We are operating constantly in a state of turbulence. And therefore, the neoclassical structures are structures which constantly change based on the open system or the environment that we're operating in. This is how organizations evolved. In 21st century, neoclassical organizations become fundamental to what they do. So what are neoclassical organizations? They have formal structures, but there's a huge informality in the organization. Relationships become the key driving forces within the organization. But we're talking about productive relationships. We're not talking about toxic relationships. Now that we are aware of the neoclassical organizations, we become ready to move into the globalized digital world. And that's going to be my next podcast. So thank you very much. I'll see you in the next podcast. This is Nikit Karaski signing off from Atessa Online, the Eternal Elements podcast on leadership that I bring to you. And I'll be happy to see you. I'll be happy to meet you in the next podcast. Thank you very much. See you in the next podcast.